1: cut marriage, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men, but moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court, and where Marriage Unchained, The Art of One Flesh, Divorce Combat Coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for marriage and courting, dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 191st episode, what is your true purpose as a man in this new year coming up with 2024? Plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get that cue. You can also call in at callinstudio.com slash radical1 on your browser. And if you're getting value throughout the show, please share this to help other marriages. Don't wait. Get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so let's get rocking with today's quote, which is my favorite quote, probably of all in the Catholic Church, in God's church, in the faith. Quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness, baby. End quote. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confused. And so, as promised, we are going to get into some serious, serious stuff today, but it's also fun. It's going to help us a little bit to understand what's going on in the new year. But first, let me expand on today's quote, which I do every now and then, because that quote really solidifies what we are trying to do as men. Um, What is our purpose, right? So, on this quote, basically, you we're truly made for greatness. That's what Pope Ben has is talking about. Every man is truly made for greatness. We're not made for comfort. We're not. Comfort doesn't get you anywhere. Okay. Matter of fact, comfort helps you lose your warrior spirit, your warrior spirit of how to compete and, and divide and conquer Satan in your life. Okay. If God created you and he did, you are meant for more than you could ever imagine. Believe it or not, you do have a place in heaven as a man. And the thing about it is, will you meet what God's expectations are? Will you surpass that? And that can, in this new year, that alone should be able to help you to somewhat get on track on what, you know, you're trying to do and accomplish. Remember the key is, will you allow society to mold you into mediocrity? And that's what's that's what, Man, that is what Satan tries to do. Keep you and the society, the way it's keep you, you know, the society, the way it's is it's, it's uh structured today, is is meant to keep the 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 people that have not I'm not gonna say power, I don't want to get into that, but what I really want to do is it's meant the way the society is made is meant to give you it's meant to give you an excuse to not be your potential. Yeah, that's it. That's really what it is. And what, what many of us do is we accept that like, are, and that's what I mean. And that's what Pope Benedict is saying. Are you going to just allow this to, 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 to keep you for the rest of your life to be this mediocre person that does not rise to their potential as a man, as a husband, as a father. Um. Every man's goal must be to be great for God, great for his wife and great for his marriage and his children, and his family. Um, Are you that man? And that's what he's saying. He's challenging us to be more than we thought we could be, because as we're going to see, masculinity today is not what is is not what God meant it to be. Um, It has been trashed. And we as men have gone along and we have allowed it to happen. So my question is in this new year 2024, where are you headed, man? Um, it's what four days away, five days away. The new year starts January 1st, which would be what uh Tuesday? First to be Tuesday, something like that. Um, and if this is a good time of year, everybody's always trying to do New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions don't do a darn thing, they don't do nothing. The core Of our life, we have to understand the core of our life is our Lord. That is the core. And if that's the core, that'll push you to be more than you ever thought you could be. You know, where are you headed with yourself as true man, true man, a man of courage, a man that stands out. You know, we all yearn for that. Why? Because that's the Holy Spirit pushing us. And a lot of us ignore it because life is hard, right? The society, like I said, the society is structured for us to for you to really give up. And this also in America, and we because I'm talking about America, that's where we are. You know, America, we have too many comforts. The poorest person in America would be a king in somewhere like Haiti or a third world country, something, you know, a third world country. They would be a king, you know, even the ones, the homeless people you see out there. Running around, getting money, asking for money, begging for money and stuff, even they are richer than many other people in other countries. And if you go, if you really think about that, our our country with our technology and our um, leaning on science, which, you know, God created science, let's don't get it twisted, you know, leaning on science that our, that our technology makes us great, it really doesn't. We're just more degenerates, Um, and what we're trying to do as men is try to understand. We should be trying to do is understand how to push ourselves beyond that. Because if you only think being great is being a great athlete, or being some great businessman, or being a president or Congress or something like that, congressman or something like that, then you're 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 putting yourself short. I mean, everybody can't be the president. Everybody can't be a great athlete. They can't. That's not the way things are structured. Everybody has the gifts that God has given them. The problem is many of us don't 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 find don't try to find it, and if we do, we ignore it, or it's we don't ask our Lord and God for guidance, and it hurts us over time. Um, why were you placed here on this earth? That's another great question that every man should ask themselves with this upcoming year. Like, why were you even here? you know you're here because God had the mercy to create you and to um for you to love him, love him and serve him so that you could prove over your life that you at the end are are worthy to be in heaven with him. Um hopefully your wife and your kids and their kids will be along there too. Believe it or not, that is the reason we are created to serve God. Why? to get as many souls back to heaven as we can, you know? Um, And another thing too, how are you preparing your soul for the end of life? Ask yourself that, like, I always say there, you have two preparations for life, the end of your life. The first one is your end of retirement. Like what happens when you're in retirement, when you know, after retirement, because there is kind of an after retirement, like you retire at first, everything's great fun. And then what happens in the middle of retirement, or as to retirement keeps going on. And do you want to be a man that doesn't have his family around him? Everybody's mad that the man that has created a, a culture in his home and his family that, that the kids, the kids and the grandkids don't want to be around. Do they know that you care about them? Because that's really what it, in this today's society, these kids have this thing of, and not just the kids, but the, um, The the culture itself has this thing. Well, if I don't agree with this person, I can hate them. I don't have to talk to them. And people actually do their parents like that. They do their brothers and sisters like that. They do their aunts and uncles like that. I mean, they kick family to the curb. And a lot of times it's for no reason. It's just stupid stuff. But the universities have taught these kids. And we send our kids to these universities. I was one of them. You send your kids to these universities. And then they learn the stuff that you didn't expect them to learn. They're not learning just to be a lawyer. They're not learning just to be a, uh, you know, to be a mathematician or theologian. All that stuff, yeah, they're learning that because you really can't teach yourself those things. You need instruction. But along with that, you're getting all this stuff about, you know, hate your parents. Your parents are stupid. just like in high school, you know, grade school. Your parents don't know nothing. You know more than your parents you know, all this kind of global warming. We are the world stuff that does not work. has been proven over millennia not to work in a society. Okay. In America, we're heading down that way. So preparing yourself for your thing, your, um, your retirement, you know, and then the second preparation should be you preparing your soul for the end of life, for your judgment. Um, and that is probably the most, well, not probably, it is the most important, and as a man, that should be on your mind every single day, not just not just at convenience. But every day we should be asking ourselves as men, did, were we worthy of our of our wife today? Were we worthy of God today? You know, um, and sometimes we're not, but sometimes we are. And the main thing is you learn and you keep moving forward. Um, where are we leading our family in 2024? Where are you going to lead your family? Believe it or not, there are many families that aren't families anymore because they split up. They're divorced or separated or all this kind of stuff. The kids are in so, in so much chaos. The kids are in so much pain. The kids are so confused. The kids just don't know where to turn because they got two idiots for parents that can't make it work. And so. They can't make it work. And everybody kills me how people always say the kid's going to be all right. I've never met one child in the history of me being alive where that kid is okay. They're not okay. Yeah, if you just want to be okay, I guess okay is okay. But we want our kids to be good, to be better than we were. We can't have that if we are divorced. It's impossible. And people think, well, my kid, people kill me you know, how's your kid doing? Oh, my kid goes to Harvard. Oh, my kid is a, uh, makes a billion dollars year as a businessman. Oh, my kid is the leader of this company. I'm like, dude, that, that's not the soul of your child. Just because your child, you, you think that, well, I took my kid is going to this great school or my kid has this great career and if they're happy, that is so completely untrue. What, how is the soul of your child doing? Like, do you see your kid every week to say, you know, look at your kid in their eyes and say, is my son doing okay? Is my daughter doing good? Because, you know, we we are we parents. We do mess our children up. Right. And if we mess our children up then they mess their children up, it just keeps going on and on. So this is things we have to understand. Where are we leaving our family? Where are we leaving uh, our marriage and where are the relationship with God going in this new year? I ask you to not to let it be the same as it was this year or the last previous years to push yourself to grow as a man, to push yourself to be closer to Christ and understanding just what that really means. Fight for him. Fight for him. Fight for him. Okay? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit com for an opportunity to work with me personally. For free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit Save My Catholic and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit Save My for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, Save My Catholic all right so here we go y'all here we go look remember today is a show of questions i've asked a lot of questions and the questions can you answer them and that's what i want you through this show i don't think it's going to be a part two but it might be a part two tomorrow but the main thing over these next two shows if there is two shows is to look in the mirror, man, to really look at yourself and say, am I the man that I want to be? When I was a kid, am I? when I was a kid, am I that man that I thought I was going to be as a kid, as a teenager, when I was growing up, you know? And sometimes these are tough, tough questions, tough, tough questions. But, man, when you, when you fight them head on, when you ask these questions and you fight them head on, man, you become stronger. You become more able to to persevere because you're not allowing you're not allowing evil to run your life, and and you are, and if you understand where you're going and you have a vision of where you're going, then man, that's how you get there. I can't tell you how many people in the in the life coaching world that's their thing. Like you got to have a vision of where you're going. If you can see it, you can be it, right? Uh, and and it's hard. It's hard because Along that journey, what happens, man? We get we get beat up, we get beat up real bad, and sometimes what we have to do is well, not sometimes, all the time. We have to fight and persevere and, and do the best we can, um, and, and ask for our Lord for help, um, ask our lean on our wife and Christ and things like that, man, to, to help us through this. And sometimes, man, you got lean on your kids too. I'm not gonna lie, sometimes you do. You know, you, you got grown kids and stuff you know, believe it or not, they love you. They want to be with you too. But the main thing is that your family has to know that you love them and care about them before they open up and and feel the same and, and, and want to give you the same back. Okay. And so as promised, the nine tests of authentic masculinity. So as we go over these nine things, just try your best to put yourself in here and to see if you can make any improvement. I do. I look at myself every day and I look at myself and see what can I do as a man to improve, to be better than I was yesterday. And if you don't think about it, if you don't think like that, then sometimes we get ourselves in positions that we don't want to be in. Today, we're going to go the nine tests of authentic masculinity. And so number one is get over it. This life is a test. (laughs) Okay. This life is a test. That's the number one thing. A test of what? A test of obedience. The only measure of our claim of true love of God is obedience. We must realize our ultimate goal is not pleasure, but heaven. And you can't make it to heaven on pleasure. Okay. Seeking the seeking of pleasure. Okay. We must learn to detach. Believe it or not, when I start talking to guys about detaching from everything but God. This is a very, very hard concept to get, not really to uh, understand, but to do it, right? We have to learn to de- detach from our wife, detach from our children, detach from our parents, detach from ourselves. Why? Because our whole being has to be filled with God himself, with the Holy Spirit, with the Trinity. And as long as we're attached to something else, then we that does not help us in God. Now, people might say, well... You tell me don't love you tell me don't love my wife? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is every everything has a place. Right? The problem today is people love their parents, love their dogs and their cats more than they love their spouse or they love ch- having children. They love their pet more than they love God. Because people look at kids and pets like they're so innocent. And they, you know, they need me so much and they're easy. When our kids are zero up to the age of what, probably five or six, you know, they're they're great. They're loving. We love them. Uh, we love our kids. Um, and we lean on our kids. And we, because we, our kids are easy. They love us. We love them. They show it. We show it. You know, I have... Um, I have wives all the time. They'll go up and kiss and hug their kids before they kiss and hug their husband. So what is that saying? If a man did his wife like that every day for the next hundred years, wouldn't a wife think, well, man, he must love him more than he loves me. Nobody's going to say that, but that's the truth. And this is what we got to ask ourselves we must realize that our ultimate goal is heaven. And so we must learn to detach. You never put anything above God because the reason, the very reason we're here is to be with him. And if we're not with God, and we don't put him first. How are we going to bring our wife and family along? Okay. Also, um, we must be willing to give our life away as a man, our life, give our life away Give our life away for something greater than ourselves. We will never feel happy and fulfilled as a man until we do that. There's only so much fun and pleasure we can have. Think about it. We've all been on vacation. Oh, my God. We can't get on. We can't wait to get to the vacation. Can't wait. Can't wait all the struggle and all the heartache to get there. You get there. After four days, you're ready to go home. <laughs> because why? It's too much love. It's too much fun. You know, you get bored with it, right? That That is a clue. Man, this is so profound. That is a clue that you're missing something, that pleasure cannot feel that hole, it cannot fill everything and it only fills it for a short period of time. You know, think about it. You're you, just so say you're a person, you just love bowling, you love bowling more than any other else in the world. Let's say you're not even married, right? You're not married, you don't have no kids, but you love bowling and you bowl every day. But even after so long, the bowling gets boring because you start, it, it doesn't, it's not feeling that completeness of you as a man, is it? Video games or golf or anything of pleasure its the same thing. So what we have to do is to learn to give our life away, to to understand that pleasure is pleasure, but we must be able to detach from pleasure. And that's what being a feminine is, that we as men are attached to pleasure and we can't get rid of it. You know, it's like, I got to always be having fun. I got to always be fulfilling myself and my soul with, with fun and pleasure and all of that. And then it runs out. Why? Because everything in this society is in the in this world in the universe is designed to show you that eventually you got to come home and come home where? Come home to God, because only He can can give you everything that you need. And this is why you hear me say, and not just me. I, the concept I, I heard from from Father Ripperker, you know, is called detachment you know, and, and, and we go overboard, but yes, you love your wife, but in context of God. And that's the thing. A lot of women don't understand. Like I tell the guys in my program, don't ever tell your wife that God's number one. (laughs) Never tell her that that's a given. Okay. You always hear me say God first, your wife in marriage second, your kids third, but you can't tell your wife that unless she's a very, very enlightened woman. Because 99.9% of women are going to go, oh, you love God more than me, so you don't love me. I'm not the most important thing in your life. Oh, my goodness, I can't stand you now. I hate you. i want going to leave you. I want divorce. <laughs> it's a given. It's a given, right? That God is, has to be number one, because those kind of women don't, women don't understand that if I don't love God more than anything in the world, I can't love you as much as you need to be loved. Think about it. When a woman nags a man, when she's mean to him, when she doesn't give him intimacy, um, when she withholds her love from him, when she talks mean to him and calls him names, um, when if she goes out and gives herself to another man, I mean, most a lot of men. If they don't love God and they don't have a strong relationship with God, first thing they're going to do is they're going to start getting another woman, too. They're going to get them somebody else to go to at, at night. And the reason that we love God is the reason that we love our wife and children so much. Because why? Because obedience. That is what God wants us to do. A lot of times we this is why love is not an emotion. It is a feeling. It is a it is a it is a commitment. will an act of your will saying i'm gonna do this even though i don't feel like doing it i'm gonna pray even i don't even though i don't feel like doing it i'm gonna love my wife even though i don't feel today like i love her and we do that because that is a duty that is our duty as men okay so i hope i hope that makes a little sense um we will never be truly fulfilled and happy as a man until we are willing to die for something to, in fact, give all of our life away and deny selfishness. If you want to understand what selfishness is, look on the cross. That is not selfishness. That is a man, that a God himself who gave himself away, gave his life away, went through birth, went through being an embryo, went through... Um, being a human to had to go to the bathroom had to had to eat had to burp (laughs) you know he was god he went through all of this stuff and he went through the crucifixion why for something greater than he thought was greater than himself and if you as a man can adopt that mindset i know every and look and you got to have a woman that understands that too Because every time I bitch, even a little bit, my wife goes, well, you know, Jesus went through worse than that. (laughs) And then, okay, so what do you say to that, man? Hey, if somebody knows what to say to that one, please let me know. I don't think there's anything that you could say to that. But yeah, I guess you're right. And then suck it up, right? (laughs) So, but you know what? You got a woman like that that's willing to challenge you. It keeps you on top of your game, too. Believe it or not, man, a man and a woman together. There's no better combination if you do it right. You know, and the way my wife says it, I can't get mad at her. (laughs) I can't can't even get I can't even get frustrated with her. (laughs) Okay. so number two. Number two, the two test of authentic masculinity of a test is. Way to authentic masculinity through suffering and responsibility. We just talked about that a little a little bit, but we're gonna talk about it even more. So Archbishop Fulton J Sheen said, We're taught to abhor suffering at all costs. So basically, the the way through the way to, through authentic masculinity is through suffering and responsibility. Think about it. Think about it, man. Think about it. When have you ever learned anything in your life without suffering for it, without sacrificing for it? This is how this is what true men are. This is what a real man is. A man who is willing to sacrifice and suffer for. His, you know, for his job, for his family, he might hate the job, but I got I got. Look, this is the job I got. This is the job I have to do. This is what I have to do. I got to do. I got to go. Right. And then if you go deeper than that, I've got to suffer humility for my wife. When my wife is mad at me, I have to, if I was wrong, I got to say, hey, I was wrong. You know, it's a lot of things that we don't become a man until we understand suffering and responsibility. This is the, uh, this is the art of masculinity, man. This is it, suffering and responsibility. And if you as a man can understand that, we are taught. We are taught in this world to abhor suffering. Believe me, I understand it's a very hard concept to get. But think about it. Would God get on the cross and show us suffering if we weren't meant to do that? Jesus always shows us what we're supposed to be doing. This is why God leads us to him. This is why God says, this is my son. Listen to him. Right? This is, say, this is why at the wedding feast of Cana, all blessed uh, uh the, the Virgin Mary said, do what he says. Believe it or not, God tries to keep things simple and, and but he doesn't you this is why you need the interpretation of the Bible to understand a lot of things, a lot of concepts in the in the New Testament, or the Bible in itself. Because sometimes God says things so simple we don't really understand the true meaning of what he's saying. But remember, God wants us to. Look at Christ and be as him. Okay. Um, we are taught to abhor suffering at all costs. This makes us soft and kills our thirst for battle. One thing, I, oh, I have a call. Give me a second. Let me say this one statement. So I love Star Trek. Okay. And the Klingons, if you understand Star if you know Star Trek, and all the Star Treks, there are the Klingons. And the Klingons of this warrior race and one of the things concepts I love about them, it helps me think about Christ when I watch that sh- the show a lot of times, is the Klingons will go, man, it's too, man, this 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 ship, man, it's too soft, man, it's got this mattress in it, it's got the water and food at your at your leisure, you know, and everything is just so comfortable, everything is so nice on the Enterprise, right? You go on a Klingon ship man, it's just metal. All of this is weapons. All the chairs have no cushions in them. <laughs> Everybody's standing up except the captain. You know, it's, I mean, it's a completely different atmosphere. And what the Klingons always say is this, we have, you know, this, this, when things are soft, we lose our thirst for battle. We lose our thirst to get up and fight. And that's what's wrong with the many United States. If you think about us, we are weak. We are flabby. We, 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 you know, even the men that are musket walking around, they weak-minded. You know, we, we don't have any thirst for real battle. We won't stand up for Christ or our wife or anything. You know, we have lost our thirst for battle in this country as men. And this is why the country is to where it is. People don't like when I say this, but look at homosexuals, the same-sex attracted, right? People get mad at them and stuff, but they're only doing what they think is they supposed to be doing. I'm not saying it's right. What I'm saying is, who do they got to look to? Who do they got to look to to be real men? It is said that most same-sex attracted men were turned out as a kid or they were, you know, they were taken advantage of. And that's the truth. And so if you are that kind of man and then uh, you were a kid or something like that and something like that happened to you, where's your... Where is your, like, where is your, you know, man that you can look to, to say, that's the kind of man I want to be like, okay? And this is why we have to get back to being the kind of man that Jesus Christ wants us to be, okay? um, So instead of embracing responsibility today, we do all we can to reject responsibility. This causes emasculation and effeminacy. You never give in to your wife just to gain peace in your home if it interferes with your duties and responsibility to do what's best for the marriage. If you do this just for the pleasure of peace, you're, in fact, rejecting authentic masculinity. And in the end, you invite chaos. So here's a problem that happens to men these days in our home. A wife is upset. A wife is fighting mad. And we know she's wrong. She's going against everything God wants her to go against. And what do we do? We give in to her just to keep the peace. That is the epitome of weakness as a man. We've One of the things that, that, you, that you learn in the church is you've got to do what God wants you to do. It's going to hurt at first, but in the end, it's going to give you peace, more peace. Okay? The reason women have taken over the country for the simple fact of this right here is we men have just said, instead of manning up and trying to get along and trying to do what's right by God and trying to really give women what makes them happy instead of what they want, we just say, look, whatever you want to do, you just go do it as long as you leave me alone. Is that being a real man? Is it is that living up to the duty of God, of Christ, of your children? Is that what we are what we are supposed to be doing? We gotta ask ourselves that. And another thing too, if you think what I just said is is false, look at the country. I hear guys all the time, even the weak ones, talk about how messed up the country is and how we just how men just get treated so bad and how women just what you know just do us any old kind of way and and how we should have did this and we should have did that. But nobody is a man of action. Women and God only understand two things, kids too. <laughs> Women, men, and God. I mean, women, children, and God only stand one thing, and that's action. Running around messing with our mouths all the time, that ain't about nothing. They ain't about nothing, man. People get tired of our mouth moving. All right? So, we have a call. I hope those are the first two. So, it looks like we might be with this call. We might have to go to a, another one. So, here we go. Let me get this all set up. Hello, caller.
0: Yes, hi. Uh, yes, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, I uh, I just got an email yesterday because I need help. I got an email yesterday that uh, my wife, from my attorney, my wife already set a court date, which is going to be in March. And I just, I need help uh, on what I need to do next. Oh, great. I haven't reached out to my attorney.
1: Okay, you have an attorney?
0: I have an attorney. We've been working. We've, uh, she filed. I got served, uh, in March. So, like, nine months ago. And, uh, I spent Christmas with the kids, but not with her. My wife, she spent Christmas with her mom and her siblings. Uh, but yesterday, on Tuesday... I got an email from my attorney that they, my wife, already said a court date. What for is March?
1: When is the uh, the court date? Is for March? Yes. So, in your March. state, in your state, you have to be separated for how long before the? You, or how long do you have to be separated for the divorce? You can file for you can be in divorce or whatever.
0: Uh, uh, I think it's the 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 moment that I I, I separate. Yeah. About being at home, yeah, I think that's when it takes effect.
1: That's a year, okay, okay. So the first thing I want to ask you is, what kind of lawyer you got? Does your lawyer, okay, does your lawyer know that you want to save the marriage? Does your lawyer know that you want to delay the marriage and all that kind of stuff?
0: Yes, he knows, but I'm getting the impression that he's he's not really trying. Yeah, uh, he's just more like he's going with with the flow. Yes, so whatever. Whatever she pushes, then he's just going to follow along.
1: So, your wife has... You, you guys don't have the same lawyer, do you? No. Okay, good. Okay, so, man, this is what I feared. You know, you, you, you've had... when? How long have you had to force paper papers?
0: Uh, since March. Since so March? Nine months ago.
1: Okay, so nine months, basically... This is what I fear. Like, a lot of times guys go out and they want to save their marriage. Their wife does, too. Now, let me tell you this. Your wife wants to save your marriage. Believe it or not, she really does. But she just don't know what to do. She doesn't know what to do to stop the pain. Okay? Just like you. You don't know what to do, and your wife doesn't know what to do. So y'all just kind of do what everybody else does. But that's not going to save your family. That's not going to save your marriage. The first thing is the lawyer that you have, man. Is they have to be willing to know that look when you interview them, and I know this is kind of passe, but I've had guys fire lawyers in my program and get the one <laughs> and get a better one. Okay. And I and I know that costs money. Some guys can do that, some guys can't. But the main th- I've had guys get the wrong lawyer, man, and the lawyer, like you said, he just goes along to get along. He's just trying to collect It's not that he's just trying to collect a check. It's like he's in the system. To him, it's just a system. Like, listen, you get in there and we just go with the flow. You can't stop the divorce anyway, and blah, blah, blah. But see, most lawyers, most people that go to lawyers, man, they don't they don't know that that guy might have a marriage coach or something that's that's really trying to help him change so his wife sees different. So that's your first step is to go to your, you know, try to go to your go to your lawyer and say, look, man. I understand you just kind of go with the flow, but I want to ask you, can you please, we're trying, I want to save my marriage and I need more time. You know, let's say, let's say you hire a marriage coach. I just hired a marriage coach and he's trying to show me all these things and blah, blah, blah. And your lawyer most time will go, okay, I can try my best to prolong and prolong the dates and stuff like that. The other thing with your, so while you're doing, so another thing too, man, you fight, your, you fight for your marriage on three different levels. So try to hear me with this one. The first way you fight in the courts, right? Which is what you're talking about right now. I'm fighting in the court. The other way you fight is I got to get myself together. Like you, like, like the subject of today's, like the subject of today's show is as a man, what am I doing? What's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, what am I here for? Those kind of questions. You've got to, You you've got to get yourself to that kind of husband and the man that your wife is proud to be with again. Because whatever you did, whether right or wrong, your wife feels that you don't love her and she feels you don't care about her. Now, whether you believe that's true or not, whether you do love her or not, you must love her because you wouldn't be talking to me. But it doesn't matter what you and I think, man, It marriage what she thinks. That's why I'm trying to tell you, your wife doesn't want to, she wants to save your marriage. She just don't know how. Okay. And the third front you fight on and the most important important front is our Lord, the Holy Spirit. When you in the marriage crisis like you have really even before this, you should be, uh, you should be uh, uh, making a plea to the Holy Spirit every single day. Through prayer, suffering, and sacrifice to help you save your marriage, and then while your while your while your marriage is going through the court system, you're improving as a man. You're becoming a better man, a better husband, a better father. While you're um, also the, while you're going through the court system, you you are making prayer, making a plea to the Holy Spirit every day, and the Holy Spirit is working on changing the heart of your wife. And so this is kind of where you at. And then the fourth thing is that it goes along with being a better man is learning how to communicate with your wife. Stop arguing with her, stop fighting with her, stop blaming her for stuff because all that does is push her away and she doesn't want to be near you and you stress her out. So that is kind of the general thing of what you're trying to do. What do you think?
0: Yes, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, as of now, she she has no. She doesn't want to have any contact with me unless it's through an email. But now, uh, I guess now uh, because of yesterday, now it's through her attorney. But because we have uh, we have kids, we have our own little group text, so we communicate through group text, but nothing directly to her.
1: Yeah, I know. So
0: what that means
1: is it's the same thing. What I'm saying. It, it, look, man, you can't listen to all that stuff your wife's talking about. She's just trying to separate herself from you because she feels that you're not going to change as a man. She feels that you're never going to be changed again and you're going to always be the guy you are now. What you've got to understand, man, is through all this stuff your wife is doing, the deal is this. I It's not that she doesn't love you. It's she feels you don't love her. Because if you did then you would have treated me the way you treated me before, which is why we're in this divorce situation. As long as you keep telling yourself, well, man, we only talk like this, and we only do this, and we only talk about the kids. If you give all yourself all these excuses, you're going to keep being like everybody else. And you're going to look up in another three months, whenever that court date is in March, you're going to be like all the other divorced dudes with no hope of getting your marriage back. And I'm going to tell you this too, man. If you can't make this one happy, how are you going to make the next one happy?
0: Yes. Yes, I I, I under I had to look back and I understand how 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 it all fell apart. Great. And and I've been sh- I've been demonstrating to her that uh uh now I understand validating somebody, validating mm-hmm. their feelings. Uh, mm-hmm. uh that's what I've been showing and I've been teaching my kids that something that I was never taught. Amen. So uh <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's um, it's amazing how uh, all they look for is validation, a man's approval, and uh, and that was something I was never taught. Um, um.
1: Well, most most of us were never taught how powerful we are as a man in our families. <laughs> Yes. we just think we're just regular people, no man once you get like I tell my sons all the time you're not a real man to you get a wife and kids then you start to realize, oh my god, this is a whole different world <laughs> you know I got responsibilities <laughs> yeah. now now most guys understand the responsibility a little bit, but they don't understand like what am i how do I stop being selfish and thinking about myself and what do I bring into this marriage and family to get us all? to love each other and to stay together and to, and to prosper and to thrive. Right. Yes. Yeah. So man, that is what I was to suggest to you right now. That uh, that's the best. That's the best really is to, is to understand that even when you are making changes, every woman's different. You can't just think, well, I'm going to change for two weeks or I've been changed for three months and everything's great. That's not how it works. Once you're in marriage crisis, which is what you are, women, they know your game. So what she does is she is looking to see if, yeah, you making all these changes, but how long can you put up? How long can you do it? Can you do it for three months, for a week, for a year and 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 until then, this is why your perseverance as a man and adapting the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit help you getting the right lawyer, getting help as a uh getting some kind of help to help you be a better man and and who's somebody that can help you do that this is how you attack it man
0: this is how you attack it yes I I thank you for that i wanna add that um uh just so I have a better understanding for myself yeah uh So we've been, we've been separated for almost two years. Uh, I've been making a mortgage payment while her and the kids stay at the house. Uh, Her mom, she was already staying with us because she she lost her house and she can't, uh, the market is so hot. So I've been paying the mortgage and my rent, but uh, um, I need to find my own place. So I mentioned to her that I'm going to stop making a mortgage payment. So that's when, when, uh, he pushed this court date onto me now. So I know me, not me mentioning that I'm going to stop making a mortgage payment, which we had this house for 20 years. Oh, that's what led her to push the court date.
1: Okay. So here's the deal. You got four months. We'll say three months, whatever, man. Your wife, the reason she's upset right now with that one is because she's thinking you're selfish. You're only thinking about yourself. So I would ask you, like, why did you move out?
0: Because I did not... I'm going to answer that. Because I did not know what it was to be able to understand not just my wife, but like any woman. I did not know. I did not understand... That she was she was seeking my my attention i I just thought that she was just being um selfish um, I made the mistake of I just went online and I started chatting, even though I've never met with anybody but if if i I couldn't handle her her uh, her behavior. And her behavior was really simple. All she was looking is my attention and my approval, and I did not know that. Right, and
1: and that's why I try to tell men all the time: do not listen to your wife. She's she's an emotional wreck. She's emotionally confused. She doesn't even know what she wants. If you call, if I called your wife right now and put her on the phone, and she came to the show, and I say, "Well, what is it you really want?" I don't know.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I just know I want the pain yeah. to stop. And she'll start saying, well, he did this and he did that. And he the- talked to a woman last night. Talked to her last night That's what she said. He did this. He did that. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's doing that. You know, that's all she can say. Your wife, guys, all of your wives are emotionally confused. That's why you're a man of logic and she's a, man of, a woman of emotion. They're both good things. Except right now, when a woman gets hurt, she loses her emotions in the wrong way. And most guys these days don't know how to use their logic and their common sense. So the problem yes. is you got two people who, who are confused, don't know what they're supposed to be doing, and this is kind of where you're at, man. Okay? Yeah. Um, yes, but I understand. What I would say is, man, negotiate through your lawyer. The the more... I don't I don't know if you can... Man, so this is cause getting longer than I want it, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to save my Catholic because <laughs> I know you probably want to do this, but look... If you want more help, go to save com and watch the, the marriage class there, and then sign up for an appointment with me. That's the best way I can help you the best right
0: now. Because okay, save save sorry save marriage dot com
1: marriage dot com. And you know you're at the right place okay. because you'll come up and you'll see my face at the bottom of the page. You'll see me on there. Okay. And then uh, there's a video. It's called a marriage masterclass. Watch that. Okay. So that you know what you're, you know, and then what you do is you schedule an appointment to meet with me. Okay. You can either do a free or you can do a pay. So the pay one is a, is a, is um is a lot better, but the, the free one is also good. So just decide which one you want to do. And then we'll
0: go from there. Okay. All right. So I'll go on this website. And then uh, watch your video and then just go from there.
1: Yeah, it'll tell you exactly what to do. But the thing is, man, your situation is not as bad as you think. You just don't know what to do about it. That... <laughs> <laughs> I've had, man, believe it or not, I've had way, way worse.
0: <laughs> no way. Worse than mine. I can't yes. imagine anything worse than what I'm going through.
1: Yeah, I, there is a lot. That's why I want you, this is why guys work with me because. It's, it helps them understand like a plan. They get a plan of what to do because right now you're confused, man. You don't know what to do. And like I said, your wife don't yeah. either. And so you got two people who are confused, but somebody has to start getting logic and common sense into this fold to start getting things the way they need to be And that it's got, I'm sorry. That has to be you.
0: All right. Okay, buddy. All right, brother. Well, thank you very much. I, I, I just, I need uh. I, I need a, a lot of guidance, and uh, and because uh, I I really do want my marriage back. Because I see my kids, they're suffering, and it it hurts me a lot. And uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk. Let's talk, man. And and right now, just just let's just let's just talk, and then we'll figure it out. All right. Okay.
0: All right, all right brother. On, buddy. Uh, I'll go on. I'll go on the on the website, will I'll go from there.
1: Yes, sir. Have a happy new okay. year. Thank
0: All right. You. Bye. Thank you.
1: That is um, that is the epitome of what we're talking about today, right? That's what we're talking about today. How two people get confused. One gets really hurt. The other one doesn't really understand that they've hurt the other one. Um, and then the emotional one, they, she just, she can't take it no more. And this is what she does. And really in the end, all, if she just was been, you know, a lot of time me, y'all got to understand women don't talk to you unless they feel they can. So what does that mean? That means as a man, you have to be open. Like you have to be like, she has to feel she can give you that when I talk to you approachable, that's what I use usually. That you have to be approachable. So, what does approachable mean? Approachable means that I I can talk to you, that when I come to you with a problem, you're not gonna you're gonna listen to me, you're not gonna go off on me, you're not gonna call me names, you're not gonna blame me. And and then what happens is we can talk, we can talk it out. My wife used to be the same way, she wouldn't come to me and stuff like that because she thought I was gonna go off on her. My first wife was the same way too. And I I had to learn that on my own. I had to learn that on my own. Okay. Um, And so that's kind of where we are in that once you learn that you're approachable, your wife can come to you. She can tell you what her problems and her pains. She knows you're going to listen. And then that's how it works. Okay. And so um, I guess we are going to have a part two and tomorrow we're going to start with uh, number three. Um, and we will be um I'm gonna take a break right now, and we will be right back and might throw in another one, all right. Bye. Bam. Get live Catholic Marriage Help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com All right, all right. We are back and we're going to stop there for today because the hour is almost up. And um, I hope that today that you've gotten the thing of I'm going to ask myself these questions. I'm going to try to understand where I'm heading in 2024. And when, once those things start to run, then the things that I'm saying, man, are really going to help you to come to a conclusion of how to make your life better in in 2024. And I know money is important, man. I understand it. Believe me. I understand money problems, but um, I understand career and job problems too. But what I do realize is once I get it right with God and once I get it right with my wife, even though I have tough problems and I've been attacked by Satan, things just seem It's a lot better that I have, I'm going through problems with my wife and with God together, and we're all three together. The problem is when you have all these other problems and your marriage is in the crapper too, you have nobody to lean on, nobody to talk to, because you and your wife are supposed to be going through this journey together, and your kids are supposed to come along too. And when you don't have the wife and your kids, You know, especially around Christmas. I don't mean what time of year it is, because Christmas, new it doesn't matter. New Year's, Thanksgiving, all of it. You know, you two are supposed to be going through this life together. And great marriages, when there are problems, they, they get closer and they figure them out together. No matter if it comes out positive or negative. Mediocre and bad marriages, they split up. It's his fault. It's her fault. You know, and he doesn't listen to me and all that kind of stuff. And this is where we've got to flip that around, start to flip that around. And so today we are done for today. And I hope to see you guys again tomorrow on the top nine tests of true an authentic masculinity, the way our Lord Jesus Christ said. So as we end for the day, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!